What do you feel kind of cool right now? No, I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to Comedy Club Confessions. We're already in? We're in right now. We're in. We're in. We're in. Why? Are you going to make a call? I was just playing solitaire, dude. Playing solitaire? Okay. <laughs> we'll play later. Damn, you are old. <laughs> solitaire? Yeah, man. Comedy Club Confessions, my guest today uh, is a very funny, talented Jason Collings. Collings or Collins? Collings. Collings. Okay. But you knew that. Though. I knew that, but they don't know that. Yeah, Everyone, yeah, you're, how many flowers do they mess up your name? All the time. Especially yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's I-N-G-S. I-N-G-S. People got it now. People are not really messing it up anymore these but days. But in the beginning, it was pretty bad. Oh, man. Yeah? Yep. All my life. All your life. Playing sports, they I would always get the jersey. The G wasn't there. Okay, you are a twin, though, too. So did you guys always play in sports together? Mm -hmm. Every time. Every time. How was that growing up? It was awesome because you you know you didn't have to go anything you didn't have to go into anything alone. Okay, you know how intimidating it can be when you're like your first time hitting going on the football team. Yeah, like yeah. Going to the little league tryouts and you're by yourself and like uh, I was never by myself. Oh, okay, I always had a I always had a a best friend and a partner to do. Who it was the me. better athlete? Me. Yeah. How did he take that? It wasn't because um here's what we didn't realize we didn't know why until we were like eighteen or nineteen he couldn't run. There was all this stuff that he couldn't do, like as well as me. Uh huh. Well, it turns out his he's born with his knee his kneecaps were out to the side. Oh, so wow. he had to have corrective surgery on both knees to center his kneecaps, and then he was able to do everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, technically, he is better. He he was he was a better <laughs> he was a better martial artist for sure. Yeah. Because we both oh, yeah, we did, did martial that, arts too. Oh, since we were twelve years old, but he was always he excelled at that more than I did. Okay, so martial arts. And you did what for a living up until when? Before you did comedy, what were you doing for a living? Martial arts. Just, just martial arts. Yeah, I've never had a real job. That's amazing. Your yeah. whole life? Whole life. That is great. When I was 18, I started. I, I signed a record deal to produce hip-hop music. Really? You didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah, 19 years old. No way. 18 or 19, yeah. You did, didn't even know. <laughs> did that. You don't even know. Did that for a while. Uh, then I had another kid, and I had to put real money on the table and the food on the table and money in the bank. So I opened a martial arts school with my brother, and my dad. Were you already and like you know that? Yeah, I knew story. that already. I knew that story. But you know that feeling of opening a business with, with family. Your father it was the worst idea ever. It's it was tough. It's tough. It's not your business. It's your father's business. Yes, and it's two different generations, and you're trying to tell them how they should be doing it now, and they're like, "The hell do you know? We've been doing this all our lives." Yeah, dude, I went through all of that, man. I remember the biggest argument I got in with my father is he when I said we got to get a credit card machine because <laughs> we opened in '92. Yeah, and we were just doing checks. You know, all those students were paying with checks. Yeah, and now people were starting to come in like, "Can can I just play with this?" And we're like, "Oh, we're not set up for that." Yeah, and I'm, so I said, "Dad, it's cheap," and he's like, "Yeah, but they take the fees." And I'm yeah. like, "But more people will come if they could just, and yeah. more people will spend the money on the spot." Yeah, if they have their card with them, because you know, people when they you give them the option to leave, they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave. You know, and yeah. so oh, let me think about it. Oh, okay. and they're not coming back. Yeah. I don't have any checks on me. Like, no, oh, do debit. How, how many times do you put something on hold and you're like, man, eh, I never right. come back. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. You know what's funny? When I'm thinking about your dad right now, I'm thinking about my father's voice. Right. <laughs> my dad with the accent? <laughs> yeah, your dad That's with the so accent. Funny. Well, I could have the card machine. How old is your dad? My dad right now, he's between 62 and 65. Okay. See, I'm my not, pops would have been 75. By yeah. Now. I'm not sure about sure my dad. My mom and dad have been lying about their age since I was a kid. <laughs> When my mom keeps telling me she's 40, I'm like, how the fuck am I catching up? <laughs> I know. That's so funny. I'm 37. Oh, my God. Jesus. But that's how I put food on the table, doing that until uh, so you're a hustler. I decided to start doing stand-up. 
And you got started doing stand up in a really interesting story. Yeah. Let's let's hear it. So I was hanging out with a little known comic. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this guy, Joe Coy. Joe Coy. You may have heard of him. He sold out the forum a couple of times. Um, <laughs> uh, I was hanging out Four with him times. before I was a comedian. I was hanging out with Russell Peters before I was a comedian. I was going to all the shows. And I, but how did you hang out with him? A buddy it. of mine that I grew up with uh, ran a clothing line and a shoe line that, that sponsored Joe Coy. Oh, okay. Back when Joe was just hustling. A buddy of yours had a clothing line. And he was... Okay. You remember Dada... Dada, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did a shoe line. On Adidas, Dada, Dada, Adidas, yeah. No, no, Dada, Dada Supreme was the clothing line. The clothing line was East Coast based and the shoe line was West Coast based, but they uh -huh. were both under the same person named Damani Dada, who, and then a buddy of mine that, I, buddy of mine that I've known since I was like seven, eight years old, yeah. he, he was the designer for this company. And then my other friend that I've been best friends since we were like 12, he went to work for that guy. And then they built this company. And then one day, there, the, you ever heard of the Magic Convention in Vegas? It's all the yeah, yeah. All the, the name brands and everything. Adidas, all the big, they all go to this big convention every year. Yeah. And my buddy's at this convention and they got their booth set up. And this dude walks into the booth. He's like, my name's Joe Coy. I'm a local comic here in Vegas. And I wear your stuff on stage. And Joe Coy's, how long has he been doing comedy right now? At that time? Five years? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's he's at all he's at he's at like twenty thirty he's like almost 30, like thirty, 30 yeah. years yeah so he had been doing it for a bit but you know he was hustling and doing he he was running his own show in Vegas he was like one of the first guys in Vegas to fly headliners out to do his yeah. room and stuff and then so he my buddy Carlos and him kind of connected and they became friends and then this company Dada Shoes they did like Latrell Sprewell shoe Chris Weber shoe back in the day. Uh, they decided to sponsor Joe, and they they fun they like sponsored his first DVDs and all that stuff. Wow. And um, so they so he had this friend who was a comedian, and he also knew from me from like we were kids. I was always cracking jokes, and I always loved comedy, and I wanted to do it. So he's like, "You got to meet my boy Joe." And I we met at a barbecue at my buddy's house. Wow, that's and crazy. From there, Joe Coy and I, I I just literally was like followed him around everywhere i went to his shows with, i went to all his shows with all his california shows like southern california i went to all of them irvine brea I was, dude i was at the i was at the laugh factory every week watch, really watching comedy that's crazy watching comedy and then one day joe was like man you need to go to the haha -ha. because i was like how do i start doing ha -ha this? comedy club guys haha -ha comedy club yeah not cafe wait no it was haha -ha cafe back then it, it was that's uh, what it was and it was haha -ha, yeah <laughs> it was at its own location haha -ha yeah. comedy club and joe's like go there do their open mic and i'm like sure but I didn't want to do the open mic. Because you, you hear nightmare stories about open mics. Right. Is that why but you don't want to do it? But No, because I didn't know about it. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know anything. You didn't know what about, an open mic was. Didn't know what it was. <laughs> didn't, didn't know any of that stuff. I just knew that what Joe was doing and what I was watching him do at the Laugh Factory and the Improv all the time, that's what I wanted to do. So you know, you're like, I want to. Okay, I'm just going to do ready. that. And, and you've I, never done comedy before. Never did it before. So I go to your. My father. Your father. I, I first of all, I go to was the he outside in the front in the kiosk? No, this was the weird part. Huh. I think it might have been Chris D'Elia. Okay, you remember when he would work the front yeah, door yeah, yeah. back in the day? It may have been Chris or somebody else, but I went there and I asked for the owner. I didn't even know your dad's name, nothing. <laughs> and I and I'm like, can I speak to the owner, please? And I'm like, why am I asking? Because I didn't know that the owners don't book. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's bookers, there's owners, there's managers. Yeah, yeah. But I'm asking for the owner. Yeah, like you're filing a complaint. Can I speak to the manager? Right. But also in my, you know, in my world, you know, I owned a small business, but I was not even I was not just the owner. I did everything. Yeah. So I figured that's how it was. But um, 
Dad comes out and I says, oh, my name's Jason Collins. First of all, when your dad came out, he's like, who is, who, 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 who is this guy who, who, asking for me? You know what I mean? Like, well, can I? He was literally like, what is the can problem? I help you? What's you know, the like, problem? What do you, you know? I was like, hey, I'm a friend of Joe Coy's and John Lovitz. Because literally, I was with Joe, Joe Coy, John Lovitz, and Fraser Smith the night before, uh-huh. hanging out. So I, you're not your friends. <laughs> no, not my friends. So I was with them in Brea the night before. And then the next day, I was like, I'm going to. Um, Go to your dad, and I, I I ask for the owner. He comes out. He I introduce myself. He introduces himself. But I'm like, hey, I'm Jason Collins, and he's kind of like, Jack. Like, what the who do you, what yeah, do you yeah. want? You know, especially you probably scared him because you're white, right? Well, he was so in he's, trouble. He's like something. <laughs> go. Oh, the health shit. department's here. The health department's here. IRS. <laughs> uh, so I said, yeah. Joe Coy sent me over. Said he uh, that he'd put me up. He goes, Joe Coy said that. I go, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, when? I go, I was just with him and John Lovitz. I just. Name dropping in the most subtle, like not like overly, just kind of like casually. Hey, me and John Lovitz, we were hanging out together. And I go, I've been doing stand up for about a year. No, I said I've been doing stand up for about five years. Yeah. And he said, really? I go, yeah. Never did stand up, dude. Never. So you're not one right. show at all. And he said, come back tomorrow. I'll put you up. I'm like, okay. Tomorrow was like a weekend show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like the, th- and then they gave me the third spot. Yeah, you're like you're going on third. You're doing 15 minutes. Yeah, and then uh, remember, um, God, what was his name? Sean Collins. Sean Collins. He was running the night. He was oh, wow. he was hosting that night or something. And he said, uh, "I'm gonna give you the light at 12 minutes." And I was like, "Yep." I had no, I did not know what he meant. I was like, "What does he mean by give me the light?" Give me the light. I had no idea what the light was. Whenever I would go to the improv to hang out with Joe. I would always sit in the back of the room and that red light would come on and it yeah, yeah. bugged me. I was like, why is that light keep coming on? <laughs> I thought it was like something for the like waitstaff or something. You know what I mean? I didn't know what it was. So when he said, give me, I'll give you a light at 12. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, give me a light at 12. <laughs> and uh, I ended up doing 15 minutes. I saw him waving his phone. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is he waving his phone? Like, Did I get a phone call? You know what I mean? Yeah, phone call. But then I was like, oh, that's the light. And I got off stage. And your dad said, come back tomorrow. You're on the show. I you're still can't like, believe you went on stage like that for 12 minutes and. 15 15 minutes and you've never done it before i remember the first time i did it and i grew up in a comedy club i was terrified i was out there for maybe two right. minutes two minutes and i was like so hey guys uh you had in my pocket looking down and right I, right i ended up like crying when i got off stage i was, oh, I was so nervous you know it's, it's it's heartbreaking when you don't do well here's the thing though i don't i don't like i'm not pretending that oh i did well because i was awesome when i first no I feel like the only reason I did well is because I didn't fucking know any better. Yeah. Like ignorance is almost bliss. It's you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's like what I don't, what I didn't know wasn't gonna hurt me. In other words, all the stuff that I really didn't know about comedy, I didn't know it, so I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anything. And what I did for a living is I I ran, you know, I taught four to five classes a day, and every single class was full, and a lot of them were kids. And so I already knew how to command a room full of people for an hour. Yeah. Keep their, especially children. Yeah. You can't have any lulls. You can't have, you got to keep their attention and keep them happy and busy for an hour. And my, those, those are your hecklers. Those, yeah. And I, and I taught with humor. Yeah. That's so great. that was the, you know, and then I, so, and then I did well enough that he asked me to come back and I was, next thing I know, I was like, at yeah. the, I was at, you remember, I was at the club. You were always every, there every day. Yeah. I was there all every the time. Every single day. You, Brent Morin, Chris DeLee. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought, I thought Brent, I didn't even remember Brent Morin was, he was like my age. Mm-hmm. And he was hanging out with freaking you guys. Yeah. He showed up one he day. He was like 16 and we, you guys were 30. He was like 18 when we first met him. Yeah. I was 35. Chris was 25. 26. I remember Chris with his little 
little SUV, not SUV, I had like a little. And a little black Envoy. Yeah, yeah, SUV, yeah. yeah, a little yeah, GM. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, Chris and I became super close right in the beginning. And then like for the next four months, it was just like we were running around together doing. And then like, like it was about four months in. For me, it was four months. For Chris, it was like uh, almost a year. Because when I met Chris, he was my first day ever doing comedy. He was a six-month comic. He yeah, had been doing it for six months. And then like four months after I started, Brent like wandered in. Like he literally was like. <laughs> He's a Will Burkhart. And he came up to us at the bar at the original location. Yeah. And literally said, can I hang out with you guys? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, stop being weird. You know what I mean? And then we just, the three of us for the next three years. I remember I remember you guys were on almost every freaking weekend. Mm-hmm. Every re- freaking weekend. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like you guys and like Frank Lucero or like yeah. Jeff Garcia, all that. It started, your dad had to tell me, or your mom, she said, look, I can't, I kept doing every weekend and yeah. both days. Yeah. So finally she was like, I'm going to just have you one day. Yeah, yeah. If you do a Friday, I'll take Saturday off. And if you do because there was a bunch of other comics that wanted to get it's, on. But it's, it's pretty crazy. How did you explain to like, because uh, your family and all that, like, hey, I'm, oh, they, I'm a comedian now. They thought I was crazy. Yeah. Like you, you think about it. They, they think you're lying. Years, well, they thought I was, my, my wife was not happy. She was lying. She's like, he's lying. He's like, where the hell is he at? She thought she was, uh, first of all, imagine. You know, your your husband is he's got a, a, a decent, he makes a decent amount of money. He owns a successful business. And then all of a sudden, at 35 years old, he says, I'm running away with the circus. What? They were just like, they thought it was selfish, which it is. Yeah. And you know, as performers, we have to be like at a level. We have to be selfish. Yeah. We have to be a little, we have to. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm probably not nearly as selfish as i was when i started yeah but yeah it was there my family was like what everyone's like okay the only one that was like i shouldn't say the only one my mom was very supportive but she was nervous she was worried because it's the entertainment world yeah totally my mom was part of that world forever because my dad was in the music industry and it was rough business but my father was the one that was like he he saw me with a when he saw me do stand up for the first time he, my first of all, he passed away like a month after I started doing stand up. No way, I'm but so he, sorry. But he was able to see me do it. Yeah, and he literally just went, "That's what you're supposed to be doing. Don't stop." And That's great. Like, I'm not stopping. And, and you it kill just, it. And you, and you and you got the Tonight Show. How long? How long afterwards? Six, seven years. That's crazy, man. When I was a seven year, I got the Tonight Show. Seven years. You got the Tonight In show. that same year, I got the Tonight Show. I got Comic View on BET. I got I got invited and paid and flown out to do just for laughs and I got my name on the wall at the comedy store all that one year. And 2013 that, was it. And it all was from hanging out with Joker that one night and he said go do, go to mm-hmm. the hall. Mm-hmm. And you just literally that was a that's a huge accomplishment for in 7 years to do that. Yeah. People don't do that for like 25 years, dude. A lot of people don't and the only person like uh Seinfeld did it in 5. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think if I'm right. Wow. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's pretty, pretty amazing. That's, but yeah, I got it tonight show in seven years. But then every, and then I sold my business. Oh, you I, sold it? Because I thought I made it. When'd you sell it? When I got the tonight show. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I thought oh, but I what is it yours and your brother's store was the family's. Yeah. Okay. We sold it. Oh. Was it like a your decision or was it a family decision? Family decision. Because my heart wasn't in it yeah, anymore. Yeah. Cause you You're like, yeah, this fuck was these, fuck these kids. <laughs> yeah, this was my dream. And now I'm doing it, and it was becoming because I did. I I owned the school of my first seven years of doing stand up. I still worked every day at the school, and then came out every night to do stand up. Do you still? Are you still? You still like? Mm-mm. You're not good at that stuff anymore. No, I'm amazing at it. Oh, you but, are. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not that I'm not. I just I'm. Man, I've been doing this since I was 12. Yeah. And like 
solid from like 12 years old to 41 years old. I was training, fighting on my 30s and 20s and 30s. I was fighting, doing full contact stuff, doing jujitsu, all that stuff. And my body is just, I'm paying for it now. You are? Oh my God. You saw how I sat down. You actually were, I remember you because you were war, you were were fat, but you were bigger back then. And here's why. Because right before I started stand-up, I had uh, ACL replacement surgery. Okay. And it they, and there was complications and this and my recovery was over a year. Uh huh. Like I had to the first six months I couldn't walk. Oh wow. It was crazy, dude. They it was messed up. Like I don't even have most of, like pieces of my kneecaps missing. It's all you give it to your brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was training so hard, but then when I couldn't train anymore, I kept eating like I was training. Because when you when you're training hard, you get hungry and you got to feed your muscles and yeah. But I just kept eating like I was training, but I wasn't oh, training and I, I just kind of blew you, up. You, you, sw- you look at pictures, it doesn't even look like you. Mm-mm. But when the first little while when I was hanging out with Joe at all the clubs, I was on crutches. Oh really? Yeah, I was hobbling into comedy stores on crutches when I was first in the comedy. Also, oh, you were like maybe you're like you're like his make a wish. Hey, yeah, <laughs> oh, make a wish. Hey, go to the go to the arm. Hey, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Hey, get out of here, freaking one leg guy. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe, for the finally started introducing me, he started introducing me to comedians and saying stuff like, you know, this he's an aspiring comedian. And then I was like, oh, that's making it real. That's yeah, making yeah. it real. You know what I mean? He's an aspiring comedian. Joe's the best. He's such a nice. I've known, I've known him since I was a kid, 14 yeah. years old. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, guys, uh, make sure to check out Comedy Showcase app. Uh, you on that? Are you in the Comedy Showcase app yet? What is that? It's basically an app where comics put their videos online and people can see new talent and all that. And then oh. you get paid for every views. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's it's you gotta check it out. Comedy showcase app. I know I'm on it. Uh I get a nice little check that comes in every now and then for my views. Do you just it, upload yourself? You send it to the app and they do it for you. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great. It's it's great for new comics to get seen, you know? Not everyone's as lucky as Jason Collins just showing up at a comedy club and, you know, getting a weekend spot. <laughs> Make sure to check it out, comedy showcase app. I had a question for you. When you uh that process for the tonight show, tell me a little bit more about how that how that worked. So I I I was able I signed with a manager who who I'm still with today. I signed with um I left it was hard because I was really close friends with my old manager and I had to fire her because this guy was like I want to work with you. It was a step up. He goes but I can't poach clients, so let me know when you're ready. And it was like wink wink. Yeah, yeah. So I had to make that phone call, fire her. We're her and I are still great friends to this day, which yeah. is great. And then I went with him and then he was able to get the booker of the Tonight Show at the time. And it was the LA one of the Leno. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the last guys to do it and to come out and see me. And they did it amazing. They did it. They didn't tell me. Oh, wow. Which is great because there's no pressure. No pressure. So I was at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa and I did a great set. And, you know, you got to stay clean. Yeah. And I was working out of a five because I wanted to get it late night. Yeah. Then I get a phone call from, uh, I'm having one of those days where it's like I'm down on my career because, you know, everything sounds great. You know, 2013, I got the tonight. Then every when I sold my business, dude, plateau, I plateaued. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not. Things aren't happening the way I thought they were yeah, going to yeah, happen. Yeah. It just didn't go that way. So just, yeah. So don't think it was perfect because then it was like, uh-oh. You know, I almost lost my house twice. It was a whole thing. But I'm having one of those bad days, right? And I'm on a, I was jogging, and I came home. And I'm sweating. I'm in my running clothes. And my, my son, who's my, my youngest, my 27-year-old, he was 18 at the time, he's there. And I walk in the house, and I'm just having the worst day. And then my phone rings, and it's my manager. And I was like, oh, what bad news is this? Oh, <laughs> you know what <that's> I mean? right. <laughs> Hey, what's up? And he goes, can you do the Tonight Show today? I said, what? Huh? Today? He goes, yeah. I go, yeah. So I didn't know I was doing it until the day I did it. 
So you didn't, you didn't have to prepare or anything. Well, I booked it, and then I didn't hear anything for six months. Uh, the booker hit me up. The man, we had a th- uh, uh, Michael conference Cox. call. Was it Michael Cox? No, it was the the the, the boom before him. Oh, okay. It, and it wasn't like it is now. Where it was like a board of people that have yeah. just one booker. He said, "You're in." Boom. They we had a conference call, and the guy I answered the phone. He goes, "Hey, I just want you to know you got the best manager in the business." And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You just booked it. You're on. You're on the wow. books for the Tonight Show." Who's his like, manager? Oh, my oh, manager. I can't plug him. Oh, and Josh Lieberman, three oh, arts. Cool. Yeah, nice. Josh Lieberman, three. There you arts. go. I was like, <laughs> like cool. What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Josh Lieberman. Okay, cool. Josh Lieberman, three. And he, there, like, he booked it. Good job. I go. He goes. As soon as we slots opening up, we're gonna hit you up and you, we'll get you in here. Boom. And it was the day of. Uh, no, that was six. I mean, months. I mean, you. He called you the day of, and you weren't prepared. Well, well prepared? the thing is, I didn't hear anything for six months after I booked it. So I'm calling my manager. I was like, "What's going on?" He goes, "Honestly, man, it might go away. It might not be happening. They're, oh. they're moving the show to New York. It's the, the whole Fallon thing." And I'm like, "Oh," he goes, "Don't worry though. We'll go somewhere else or try to go to Conan or something." I'm like, "Okay." So. Then I was like, all right, I guess I'm not doing it. Oh. But for that six months, I was running my set every day. Oh, okay. So you were working it. Okay. I was working on it. Cause I I knew I booked it. Yeah. I just was like, and I better be ready when they make the when the phone call comes. Came once, and then they're like, never mind. Not gonna happen. I'm like, okay. And the, <laughs> so then it was then finally all like six months later or whatever it was, I get that phone call and I'm like, he's like, What are you doing? Can you do the tonight show today? I was like, What yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, good, because the car's picking up in 45 minutes. Wow. So I told my son, I go, you want to go to the Tonight Show? He's like, well, yeah. Well, you want it? <laughs> so I just jumped in the shower. Car picked us up. We went there. You have to understand, the whole time in the drive there, I'm still not sure if I'm doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, you get you get on hold, and then they'll let it. Then you're not doing it. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, who knows? So I get to the get to the Tonight Show. I get to the studio, and I go, am I doing it? They're like, oh, yeah, you're on today. Don't worry. You're on today. I'm like... Oh, and I still wasn't sure because by then I'm like, I learned that, you know, everything's it's too good to be true. Sorry. Everything's too good to be true in this business. And I'm like, all right. So, I mean, like literally there and I have my own dressing room and I'm still like, I wonder if I'm doing this. Today. <laughs> you know, how was it? Was Jay Leonard, right? Yeah, he was great. He was great. He did shows you, up. Did he give you any advice before? Oh, like man, it was so cool. He shows up early uh, and he's he's in his, you know, his his denim tuxedo. And he walks up and he goes, "Hey, doing Jalen? Oh, nice meeting you, Jason Collins." He goes, "Hey, man, I don't. You, you, you excited?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Don't be nervous." He goes, "You're here for a reason. You're supposed to be here. We, you're here because you earned it." And blah, blah blah. And he goes, "And he goes, hey, and if you screw up, we can do it. <laughs> we can do it again." Oh, really? He's like, I was like, just brought so much ease, and I'm like, oh, cool. And then the producer walks in and he said, "Did you show Jason his his uh, mark on stage?" He goes, "Oh no, sorry, I'll do it right now." And Jay is like, "No, no, I'll do it." So Leno took me out onto oh, the wow. set, showed me my spot. No one's there. It's the lights are still down. And he literally is like, Yeah, that's where you're gonna stand. Don't go too far that way. Don't go too far that way. So, anyways, man, how's comedy going? How's the comedy <laughs> story? And he just wanted to talk comedy. That's great. Because he's a stand-up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's you know, he's still doing stand-up. He's still doing stand-up. He's like, he's when they stand-up. closed up uh comedy Tom magic, magic he's at flappers. He's now. at flappers, yeah. And so he's he made me just at ease, man. And I'm standing behind the curtain before, right before I, Jason Collins, and you walk out. And the stage producer, she's standing next to me. She's like, are you nervous? And I just looked at her. I go, no. Yeah. I had this like overwhelming feeling like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And I walked out. And in four and a half minutes, I got six applause breaks. Really? Yeah. That's four and a half minutes. Joe Coy called me crying the next day. Oh, no way. Because he's so proud. He's like, that was, that (laughs) set was, man, it was really cool. That's like a full, full circle thing. Really cool. Yeah, man. It was dope. And then, you know. 
Okay, I have one more question to ask you. This is Comedy Club Confessions. Is there anyone that treated you bad badly? I mean, because these are all great stories, but this business is really cutthroat and really yeah. People are kind of screwed up. Is anyone that something you, to this day maybe? Yeah, uh, it's rough because I I perform there all the time. Um, Jamie Masada. Yeah, yeah. He does not. He doesn't like me. He doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. He doesn't know me. Really? But there's been a few things in the past that that he didn't like. I got the best story, dude. What? Okay. I we just, have time for that. Yeah. I let's just go. found <laughs> this out last week. Oh my god. Okay. I just found this out last week. So, as you know, I have an identical twin brother. Yeah. My brother is hard of hearing in one ear. He's yeah. got he's got pretty bad hearing loss in one yeah. ear. Yeah. And so sometimes if you're on that side and you say, "Hey Dave," he won't even acknowledge you. But he's yeah. not being a jerk. He just can't hear you. Just hear you. And he's not in the he's not in the comedy business, so he doesn't know who people are or anything yeah, yeah. like that. He walked into the Laugh Factory one night, and Jamie Masada said hi, thinking it was me. And my brother just kept it moving. And Jamie was like, "This, oh mother- wow, this dude just walks in like he owns the place, <laughs> and then ignored me. He's out." Oh really? And they were like, "Dude, that was his brother." And it was he was like, "No, no, nobody, nobody." Didn't want to hear it. That's the story I heard. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. that's true, but that's the story I heard. And then, uh, then were you he, there? No. Or your brother just went to watch the show? Yeah, he. You know, he's friends with a bunch of other comics, yeah, yeah, so he yeah. went to go check it out. And maybe he had a girl, and he was like, "Like that's a lot of times that's what he likes to do." On it, he's like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna go to the Laugh Factory." You guys like, are pretty identical. Yeah, and back then, this this apparently this was like six years ago. Yeah. Which is hilarious that I only found out about this last week. I had no, I've never heard <laughs> that story. whole time. He's like, yeah. this guy doesn't like me because of my yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, and I don't, I don't, but I still perform there all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm at Long Beach a lot. I do the, but I do like the outside promoter shows. I was, I just did Chocolate Sunday last yeah. night and I'll do Ruby Tuesdays. Did and, you ever do that uh, wait in line open mic thing for them? No. Yeah, me neither. No, Joe Coy I, got me my first spot. I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I just started working there. I never, I never auditioned or anything. I don't, people go, Jamie's uh, producing you a tape of you. I'm like, I don't know, maybe, hopefully. I mean, yeah. I, I performed all the time, but I've never, I've never done that whole thing. Yeah. I've never met I. Jamie personally. Uh, Joe got me on back in the day. Uh, Benny Mena was running Latino Night there. Oh, really? And Joe got me an eight minute spot on his show that just so happened to be his birthday show. So it was packed to the Joe rafters. Coy. No, it was Benny's birthday. Oh, Benny's birthday. But Joe got me an eight minute spot on the show. Oh, okay. And so, so not only was it Latino Night back then was fire yeah, too. Yeah. And then it was the host's birthday. So there's a line down the street and around the corner. It was fire. And I did really well there. It's an interesting story. I don't, I've never told this story on a podcast, but I'm going to tell it. Fuck it. All right. We're allowed to fucking swear? We're allowed to fucking swear. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Fuck, All fuck, right, fuck. Got thumbs up on saying the fuck fucks. <laughs> um, so I got thumbs up on the fucks fucks. Um, so I do that show with Benny. I have a great set. I'm like, get off stage and I'm almost, I'm dizzy. I want to pass out. I'm so excited. And Joe was like, that was great. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. So then I'm at work teaching martial arts to a bunch of kids and I get a phone call and my cell phone on BlackBerry back then says it's the Laugh Factory calling me. I was like, what? So I answered the phone, hello? Jamie's assistant says, hi, Jason. I was like, yeah. She goes, we're really happy with what you did the other night. And Jamie would like you to come open the, come do the show Saturday night. I go, really? Well, okay. She goes, it's just, you're just going to be opening for Dane Cook. And it was back when well, Dane, Dane was, was a, yeah. Dane. That was his house. That was his yeah. home, you know. I go, really? And, you know, I was a fan of his. So I'm like, this is amazing, right? <laughs> really? I want to get front row tickets? I want to get. <laughs> so I get there, and it's 
I thought maybe I was emceeing. No, I was featured. It was three men. It was a host, me, and Dane. Wow. And it was packed because it was Dane. Time. Yeah. It was his days, you know. And the, the uh, I get up and I immediately start doing well. Immediately. And the thing is a lot of comics have to realize is when they're there to see one of their favorite comedians, they're already happy. Yeah. That's why it's so easy opening for Russell. It's so easy opening for... Yeah. Because they're already happy There's, and they've paid an arm and a leg for yeah. the ticket. That so, we're having fun. Yeah, they are. <laughs> we're laughing at everything. So I get up there and I'm murdering. Then all of a sudden the light starts flashing. They're like flashing the light on me. And I don't want to get in bad standing. So I'm like, all right, guys, I got to get going. And when I said that, audience was like, no, no, come on, stay. I was like, oh, that's so nice. But you guys know who you came here to see. Thank you guys so much. I'm Jason Collins. Yeah. Get off stage. I go to the, you know, the back stairs that go up. By the where the bathrooms are, yeah. I go to the stairs to walk up, and I look up at the top of the stairs. Dane is standing at the top of the stairs, looking down at me like the king of the castle, with his arms crossed like this. And I'm like, oh. Wow. So I, just, I I walk up, and I'm like, hey, and he goes like this. He goes, good set, good set. I was like, oh, dude, Thank you have you. no idea what that means coming from you. Thank you so much. Then I pass him. He goes downstairs to go up, and then I go into the lounge and Jamie's in there and he goes, buddy, thank you so much. Thanked me. Wow. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. This was a huge opportunity. This is my dream to perform here. I I mean, I watched Joe there and I'm like, this is what I want to do. How many years in our unit right now? At that point, probably like five. Wow. Years. This is before this was before. No, it could have been sooner than that. No, no, it was about five years in four or five years in. So then Jamie's that way, and I'm, and he's like thanking me, and it was wonderful. And I'm like, dude, I'm yeah, in. I am in You're the in Laugh Hollywood. Factory. Yeah. So then the following Tuesday, I'm like, I'm going to go, because Jay Davis had his show there every Tuesday before he moved it to the parlor. Yeah. It was called The Life of the Party with Jay Davis, and it was every Tuesday at Laugh Factory, and it was like paparazzi out front, packed. Dane was on all the shows. Yeah. And the the way you got on that show is you got to do the cold open spot. Yeah. And like that's how Chris got in. Like they, he cold opened um, Jay's show and ripped it. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go hang out at that show. I can hang out at the Laugh Factory now. Yeah. I just got, you know, passed by freaking Dane Cook and everybody. So when I walk in, it's packed. All the the staff are like, oh, what's up, dude? That was a great set the other night. I'm getting so much love. Yeah. Then I walk up to Jamie Masada, and I go to shake his hand. Hey, how are you? And he looked at my hand and goes, it's just not there for me anymore, buddy. Why? And walked away, and I didn't get booked there for another five years. Because your dad? Because your brother? No. This was the other thing I heard. Back in those days, I guess the doing well in front of Dane was not not a good idea. Oh, because Dane... Oh, I, that's what, what. And I'm saying that's what I've heard. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that's what I heard. So you made Dane work, Paul, basically, and that's uh, which he, is ridiculous because he didn't have to, dude. Yeah, Dane was Dane was Dane. Dane showed up and they were happy. He's still that way. Well, I heard stories like that about too about like how uh, Dane would accuse comics of like I just what I heard from other comics uh, how he would steal like their like their his uh, essence. essence. That's his word he used. Yeah, like the whole like like Steve Byrne had a he had a hard time like Dan Cook gave him. They had the same manager. I don't know something like that. I don't, I don't know. That's a lot. Of, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. But yeah, I didn't get. That's crazy. I didn't get put up there for the next few years. And then there was a girl that was running Latino Night that apparently had a crush on me, and she was booking me every month every Monday, 
And then Jamie got mad and he thought it was me going over his head to her. Oh my God. And it was like all these misunderstandings and miscommunications. By the way, from a guy who had no idea, I don't know how the business works back then. Yeah, yeah you're I am brand you. new. I'm still technically at open mic or level. You're a black belt comedian. <laughs> right. But I'm thinking about it. I'm technically at open mic level. I don't yeah. know anything. I just you're know how to be mad. funny. I just know how to be funny. So asking someone that I thought was in charge to do their show, I wasn't trying to be shitty or anything like that. Like, you know, um, George Perez? Yeah. Me and him are boys. That's my yeah, guy. Yeah. But we had a rough start. Yeah. Because I he was they were doing a show in Long Beach and I lived in Long Beach and again I didn't know the rules and I went to the show and the manager of the re they gave me a spot and then the manager of the restaurant that would the venue hit me up and was like Hey you want to do a show? We want you to come back. <laughs> it's like, okay. And when someone that own, that runs the building that the thing is and I think they're the ones in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody told me any different. Yeah. So I go there and then George was like, yo, you don't go over our head on this. I was like, yo, she called me. She called me, yeah. You know, and she had a, she had a little bit of a crush on me. Yeah. I mean, you and were a fucking handsome dude, dude. I was not bad looking that back in the day. <laughs> and then the other booker had a thing for her and it, was, it wasn't uh -huh. cool. But yeah, he, him and I didn't get off to a good start. But now we're like, that's my guy. Every time I see him, it's like hugs. And, you know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we're we cool as hell yeah. now. Yeah. Hey, uh, can you come back and do another podcast so we, we talk more? Is that cool? Yeah. Dude, Are we I, done? I, yeah, we're done. It's just, I just I just do 30, 35 minute episodes. Let's do an hour. And then, uh, <laughs> no, we're going to come back and do another episode and, hell talk, yeah. and talk more about stories like this. I love I love this episode. This is like some real stuff. Comedy Club Confessions. I love um, it. You guys, please subscribe and uh, follow Jason Collins at where? I, on, on Instagram, it's just at Jason Collings, J-A-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S. -L -L and, and where are you going to be at? This is coming out next week. This is coming out next week. Um, Next week, I will be in Pittsburgh. I will be in Philly. I will Ooh. be in Addison. Um, uh, yeah. Where can they get tickets at? JasonCollings.com? JasonCollings.com. That's Collings with I-N-G-S. I-N-G-S. Yes. Jack Jr., me, I'm on the road, too. I'll be in Las Vegas um, doing Carnival Cruise, Norwegian Cruise coming up soon. I'll take it at jackjuniorcomedy.com. Please go check out the Comedy Showcase app. And thank you for listening to uh, Comedy Club Fashion. Comedy Club Fashion. Thanks. Let's do it.